Welcome to the Solo Salon Owner Podcast. My name is Adrienne Schottler, and I am here to share with you my 20 years of beauty experience, both good and bad, so that you can grow and learn and advance your career in the industry. Grab yourself a snack, your favorite cocktail, and enjoy. Hello, all my beauty bosses, and welcome to Solo Salon Owner Podcast. This is Adrienne Schottler. I'm your host, and as you can tell, in North Carolina, we are experiencing just the first wave of pollen. I'm a little nasally, have a little bit of a gruff voice today, but I decided to push through because this is some information that is so important that will make or break your business, because today we're talking about client experience. It does not matter how many likes or followers you have on your social media or how awesome your social media and marketing look. If you don't deliver a top-notch experience, your clients will not return. Going above and beyond is key. Doing the bare minimum is definitely not enough to keep clients in 2023. In the past episode, we talked about salon organization and systems, and as well as cleanliness and digital systems, and how this can all affect your client experience. So when people moan and groan about cleaning checklists and staying on top of their inventory and doing things in a quote-unquote corporate way, The reason why corporations are successful is because they have systems and policies in place, and those all deliver a consistent message and a consistent experience for their clients. Now, sometimes it's a good experience and sometimes it's a bad experience, but we do not want our service business, especially if we are a solo salon owner and we are doing everything on our own from the human resources portion to the actual services We don't want to be one of those videos on TikTok or Instagram talking about what a horrible experience it was. I would love to see a customer video talking about how awesome an experience was. But you know, the statistic is that you're 10 times more likely to hear about a bad experience than a good one. You have to keep that in mind when you are setting up your services and all the little details that go along with them and how your first impression is going to be made as clients come to see you for a service. You definitely want to give the best first impression because it connects you to the client and this communication can make or break you. The number one rule of first impressions is be positive, be patient, and be transparent. What do I mean by that? If you are having a bad day and you are not having um, a good hair day, a good nail day, whatever the case may be, don't answer your phone because people will hear that through your voice. Let it go to voicemail, which should have a nice, bright, very clear um, message on the voicemail and get back with them later when you can sit and take a sip of something to drink and just take a deep breath and call them back. Because if you pick up the phone and it's a negative experience from the beginning, not only will they most likely not show up to their appointment, 
but it's going to leave a bad taste in their mouth for your business and they probably will say something to somebody they know. Your first impression does set up your policies and boundaries, so you need to be clear and firm. So whether it's your website or booking app or even just directions on how to make an appointment on your voicemail if they call, these should be very clear. It should be third grade language, easy for clients to follow and understand and not so overworded that people stop listening. You know, the reason why um, TikTok and Instagram work so well is that they are short messages. And you have about 10 to 15 seconds to grab somebody's attention. It's the same way with your social media marketing. It's the same way with your voicemail. It's the same way with your websites. It should grab them. It should have a certain look that you portray throughout your entire operation. And it should be pleasing to the eye, but still a little bit of your style. Because if you have a pink website and it's very girly and feminine and they show up and your room is black and you've got like skulls and different things hanging around, those are two very different impressions. It definitely should flow um, throughout your entire message, throughout your entire aesthetic. So what we want to provide to our clients, one of the main things that we want to provide is artificial serendipity. That is an accidental positive surprise. Artificial serendipity can be created by the little things, the little tweaks that your customers aren't expecting, but they end up loving and it sets you apart from someone else in your industry, in your town. It makes them feel special. Everything has become so predictable um, as a nail tech with the amount of people that I get as new clients and their only experience is one of the walk-in nail places. When they come to my business, sometimes they're a little irritated with the amount of questions I ask before they get here. Um, Sometimes they're a little irritated with my policies and boundaries, but that sets me apart because they know what to expect when they walk in the door. They know that I have a little bit of history of their nails. We've done a phone consultation. I know basically what they're interested in. Um, So by being unpredictable in that way, it sets me apart from my competition. Now, sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's bad. The majority of my clientele in the nail business has had a bad experience in the walk-in industry. So they appreciate the consultation. They appreciate me asking questions and communicating because that's the number one issue in nails that I hear is, and even in hair also, I communicated what I wanted and I just didn't get it. So since everything has become predictable, We want to work on providing our clients with that artificial serendipity, that accidental positive surprise in the little tweaks and the little things that we do extra in our services. So 
how does your client experience begin? Does it begin with a phone call or a text? Does it begin with a DM? It always starts with your booking experience. How easy was it to contact you? Did you wait days to return the contact? It's one thing to have set boundaries that my day off is Thursday and Sunday. I don't return phone calls or answer the phone on that day. But it should be clear on your voicemail. You should, might want to have an automated text or message that says, it is my goal to provide you the best service and I will be in contact with you within the next 36 hours. Because if you're off, like for me, I'm off on Thursday. If I say 24 hours, well, I don't check my messages from the time I leave Wednesday night till Friday morning. So letting them know that we will get back with them and give them a time frame gives them an expectation of when to hear back from you. So how easy is your booking experience? If you have online booking, you want feedback on how easy it is. Now you've set it up, you've planned it. You should have done some test runs with fake appointments to see how it all works. But have a friend or a family member that you trust that will give you positive or constructive feedback. Go online and make an appointment. How easy is it to find your booking information? In your social media, do you have noticeable links? Do you have your location in your description? Do you have, you know, where it might say online booking 24-7 or it might say book by DM only? Give them instructions on that social media on how to contact you. If you have preferred ways of contact, make sure that it is highlighted in your profiles so that they know by just glancing through it how to get a hold of you. If you would rather they do your website or a phone call, you need to make sure that that is in bold lettering and very noticeable at the top of your profiles on social media. Are you listed on Google? Do you have a website or a landing page? It's very important to have someone who understands how to get your listing on Google noticed and the keywords to use so that when people do a search, nail salons, hair salons, buy me, that you pop up. If you physically call them or if you are answering your phone at the salon during business hours, do you answer it when you're with a client? Or do you only answer it when you can focus on them and do a consultation and answer all their questions with a smile? You don't want to answer your phone distracted because usually your message and your mission gets lost if you're distracted and it can tend to be a negative experience. So now that you have them booked, what happens between the time they've booked and their appointment. I definitely suggest that an email is sent out with all of the details about your their appointment, whether it's the location or how to cancel or reschedule, what to expect upon arrival, as well as a small part that might introduce yourself. 
just a little blurb, a sentence or two, and maybe even a photo. These will give them great detail on what to expect and who to look for if they've never been to your salon before. In these emails, you can also put in their protocols as far as a required deposit or a questionnaire that might cover any previous products or allergies or health concerns that they have regarding their hair, skin, or nails. If you have any kind of waivers that need to be signed. And of course, again, the cancel and reschedule policies. Those should be very bold. Um, not right at the top because sometimes that can get a little wordy, but they should know how to cancel or reschedule and they should know that if you have a required time that they cannot be late or a required time to cancel so that they don't incur a fee, it should be very prominent and well known and it should sync across your website, your introductory emails, maybe your social media in the highlights, um, but we will talk about social media another day. But your, your central policies, your cancel policies need to be bold and firm, but not over wordy and don't explain to them why you have to do what you do. They really don't care. Just be simple to the point, third grade language. So during the appointment, they've gotten their email reminders, text reminders, and they come into their appointment what do they notice about the salon first? Are they greeted? What does it smell like? What does it look like? Is it well lit? Um, what is the ambiance or the entertainment? If you have a fun place, does it have upbeat music or something fun on the background on TV? Or if you are more of a spa, serene setting, is it very calming? Maybe a little lavender or chamomile in the air and very relaxed and quiet, not loud, not party vibe. What are the wow factors during their appointment? The little extras that are going to provide them with that artificial serendipity. You definitely want to welcome them with enthusiasm, a smile, a handshake, introduce yourself. Too many times I've gone to a service and they're like, are you Adrian? Yes, I am. Okay, come on back. No, you introduce yourself. You say, hi, I'm so-and-so. It's so nice to meet you. This is what I have you scheduled for today. Is that still what we are going with? And start engaging them as you're bringing them back to your station. Maybe you offer them a salon tour. You could say, welcome to so-and-so salon. Let me show you where everything is and we can get you settled in and get your appointment started. You might want to show them if it's a bigger space where the bathroom is or where there's a beverage bar and offer them a complimentary beverage or snack or whatever you do in your space. These things are the little touches that might make a difference. If you offer sparkling waters, if you offer coffee and tea, 
wine, if you have mimosas on certain days, whatever the case may be, these are the things that you want to offer them every single time. Even if the client has been coming to you for 10 years, offer them what you would offer a new client. I think we get into a routine with our long-term customers and sometimes they lose that initial impression because it just has become routine. When you change things up, if you offer something different, make sure all your clients are offered that beverage or snack or whatever is different in the salon restroom. Let them know about it because they're your dedicated clients. They are your bosses. They are making your paycheck. And it's important for them to be included, not only in new items, but in all the perks that you offer. So again, smells, sight, and sound. Is it clean, organized? Is the decor up to date, not broken or worn down? If it smells of chemicals, um, if you are a salon that does hair chemicals, nail chemicals, how do you clear that out? How is your ventilation? Do you need to add in maybe some air purifiers or get a bathroom vent installed so that these fumes can be pulled out? Because typically people walking into a chemical smell, you never know how they're going to react. They could have asthma. They could have very sensitive eyes. We want to clear our spaces of anything toxic, not only for our health, but for our client's health. And in a regulated salon, most state boards do want you to have fresh, clean air being pumped in and out. So that is something to step outside of your salon and step in and take a deep breath. Or have a friend. If, you're, if you've become accustomed to it, have a friend or a good client tell you, hey, let's go outside for a minute and step back in and tell me what you think it smells like in here. You know, you might want to have a signature scent or a clean and fresh scent or no scent at all, but whatever it does, it needs to reflect your space, but it needs to be pleasant to everybody coming in for the most part. I typically try to have a fresh citrus scent because I'm in a salon studio and I don't do acrylics anymore, but polish can have a scent to it. People doing hair in the hallway when they're doing straighteners and things, those scents can waft into my room and a clean citrus scent does tackle those negative smells. As far as entertainment goes, um, whether it's your music or something on the TV, give them choices. If they're, if you have a solo salon studio like I do, I have a TV or we can do music. We can do whatever they want to do. Um, if they really don't have a choice, play it safe and do something um, that everyone would enjoy, but ask their client's opinion. I worked in a salon where they insisted on playing 80s metal. And <laughs> when you have 
60 to 70 year old women coming in to relax in the nail department, 80s metal doesn't cut it. I'm also in North Carolina. And as a former punk rock girl, I do not do country music. No offense to anyone who does country music, but it is not for me. And it is one of those things that I cannot focus on anything else if it's being played in a restaurant or a business. It distracts me so much. I don't know why. I would rather hear my punk rock music. It would just kind of blend in with my vibe. But um, not everybody's down for that either. So think of your clientele. Think of their age. Think of where you're at and be appropriate. And it's the appropriate part. Um, You know, if your client's like, oh yeah, let's blast some hip hop. Well, make sure you have the language filter on your Pandora because you don't want two sweets down complaining about Eminem and Dr. Dre being blasted down. Now we're at the end of our appointment. Your first impression has been made. You have done your wonderful service. You have checked in with them during the process to make sure that what you've discussed in your consultation is what's being achieved and have made any changes as necessary to make them happy. So you've added on different things that can elevate your client experience. It might be that you've added on a seasonal hot cup of tea or hot cocoa. It might be that while their hair is processing, you offer them an eye mask or a lip mask. Or you could do hand scrub with warm mitts while their feet are getting done at the pedicure station. Or you could have a hot towel service with aromatherapy. These are the little things that will elevate your client experience. So now that you're finished and you are getting ready to check them out, How does that process and system go? Is it easy to navigate? Let's talk about it. During the consultation and during the appointment, you should have discussed maintenance with not only what they can use to maintain the look that they're getting today, as far as products that you carry, but you should have also have already discussed how many weeks until they need to come in again to have their service, redone, and refreshed. So this is so important because when they get to checkout, you can thank them, give them the compliment. Um, A compliment might be, it was so great to meet you and spend time with you today. I think we really did achieve what you were looking for. I hope that you really love it. Um, But I can't wait to see you again. So at the checkout, give them that compliment or as you're getting ready to check out, give them that compliment and pull the products aside for the maintenance that they are going to need and remind them of what normal maintenance is. And here is the clincher. Once they have gotten out their card, gotten out their cash and they are paying their bill Do not, and I cannot stress this enough, do not ask if they want to rebook. This is not a yes or no question. 
you are the expert, you know what it takes to maintain what you did for them today. So instead of asking them, so when would you like to rebook? No, no, no. We've already discussed this. If I get highlights in my short hair and a color touch up and I have gray hair, I need to be back in six weeks, maybe even sooner. So as they're paying, you don't ask them if they want to rebook. You say, I have limited availability in the six weeks we talked about for you to come back in and refresh your look. So here's what I have available. What would you prefer, Tuesday or Friday? Don't give a lot of options. Don't let them be in charge of making the appointment. Your doctor doesn't say, so when would you like to come back to work on that broken arm? No. He says, you need to be in physical therapy in two weeks. So-and-so can take care of you. They give you your options. You pick one and you go. It's the same way. So here's another example as far as role-playing of how this should go down. Sarah, I enjoyed having you here for your service today. Thank you for giving me an opportunity to serve you. I would suggest caring for your hair at home with these conditioning products that we talked about. To keep everything in top-notch condition and have it looking great, I'd like to see you back again in six weeks. I have Tuesday or Friday that week, which is March 13th through 17th. What will work best for you, Tuesday morning or Friday afternoon? Do you see how that's different? Instead of asking them, oh, would you like to rebook or is online better for you? No, no, no. The answer is always going to be no. And then what's going to happen is five weeks from now, Sarah's going to call you and go, oh my gosh, I really need to get my hair touched up. When can I get in? Well, if you're an established stylist, you might not have anything for another four weeks. And then all of that hard work that you've put into Sarah as getting her as a new client and getting her to um, really enjoy and love your service with all the little extras and all the enthusiasm, you might as well just throw that out the window because she didn't rebook and you didn't follow up and you asked her if going online was okay. And of course she waited until last minute and her hair is starting to look like crap. So do not ask if they want to rebook. I'm going to say this again. To keep everything in top condition, I'd like to see you again in six weeks. I have Tuesday or Friday that week. Which will work best for you? It's just that easy. I know that this is different than what a lot of people have been trained to do. Um, but your destiny lies in your scheduling book. And if you can guarantee that those spots are going to fill ahead of time, you know how much money you're making that week and there's not a lot of empty slots to fill. You're in charge. You are the boss. You are the doctor of hair, skin, and nails. Be confident. It does take some time. It 
you have to make it comfortable and easy for you. So even though I've given you that little script, you need to fluctuate it and work it to where you're comfortable. And the biggest key I can tell you is don't even take a breath when it comes to the time of saying, today your bill is such and such. How would you like to pay for that? And I really enjoyed having you here. This is when I'm available. What works best for you? Practice it. Role play it. Have a family member or a friend or even a client who really adores you that has followed you through thick and thin, ups and downs, bad nails, bad hair, good nails, good hair. Tell them, hey, I want to try something out. Will you help me? They will help you. They want to see you succeed. Everybody wants to see you succeed. So get this down. This is probably one of the most important scripts you could ever have memorized to promote and make your business successful. So another thing that you might want to add to give that artificial serendipity is a client goodie bag. And this can come at checkout and at your discretion, depending on how the appointment goes. Um, I used to, when I was building my clientele, give out client goodie bags, but if I didn't feel the client was a good fit or it was a very tense um, type of appointment where I didn't feel like they enjoyed the service or they were trying to tell me how to do my job, yeah, no goodie bag for them. Sorry. Like, I'm not trying to give you free stuff so you can never come back. I, I know you're picking up what I'm putting down here. So a little lift, a little add-on to elevate your client experience and give them that artificial serendipity could be a client goodie bag. It can include maybe some directions on how to care for their hair at home with the specific products written in that you recommended because if they didn't buy them, hopefully they'll buy them at the next appointment. Worst case scenario is they'll buy them off of Amazon or Ulta. And if they have a bad experience with them, just be like, let me tell you how to use them again. And how much did you pay for them on Amazon and Ulta? This is what ours are like because nine out of 10 times they've gotten something half expired or watered down. Anyway, I'm digressing. In your goodie bag, a handwritten note thanking them for coming in to see you with your contact information on it. Maybe directions or a home care prescription on how to maintain their service at home. Maybe a sample product or maybe a discount to use for their next appointment to upgrade their appointment or to give to a friend. These, again, are the little things that will elevate your service. So the final thing that's going to elevate your service, and this is, I want to say this is more important than the script of rebooking them. This can also be the thing that puts you on top of their beauty service list is a follow-up. If you have Sarah on a Monday, follow up with them on Wednesday or Thursday, whether it's a text 
or a quick call or an email. Make a note in your book to follow up at least three days after their initial appointment and ask them if they're having any challenges with their style or service now that they've had it a few days at home. If they've had no challenges, ask them for a review or if they've not booked once again, well, we wanna maintain that. So here's what I have left on five weeks from now, six weeks from now. Encourage them to book at that point. Ask them if they'd like to be added to your email list for birthday promos, product rewards, anything that a VIP client will receive from you. Use any notes that you've taken to refresh your memory about what you did on that client before you call them, text them, or email them, however. Because if they say, well, this isn't working for me, dig in, dive in, find out why it's not working, and offer a quick fix. It might be if it's hair, they need a toner. It might be that they need a deep conditioning treatment. And those might be add-ons they chose not to add on. But if you can squeeze them in and do it, they'll add it on next time. And it might make the difference on whether they rebook or don't cancel. I know it's giving stuff away. But sometimes you got to give a little to get a little. If it's nails and they are having problems functioning because they've got gems or they're too long, just say, okay, don't cut anything. If you want to come in, I have 15 minutes. We'll quickly shorten them or reaffix a gem, whatever you need to do to make it better and easier for them. And then the next time they come in for their fill, just remind them, we want to shorten these, right? Um, if it's a skin care issue, do what you can to address it quickly and quietly. And whether, you know, it's just them having a problem using products or they're not having this uh, expected outcome, reassure them that you are there to be their beauty team and make it better. Going above and beyond in the beauty business guarantees your success. It is when people come in to a place and they're treated like a number and everything is nonchalant and just get in line with the rest of the herd and we do the same old, same old and they don't get personalized attention. That is when that relationship ends. Keep in mind, we are a relationship business. We don't want to be friends. We want to be friendly. But we do want to have a connection with the people that we want back in our chair. They give us their hard-earned money. And we work hard to make them look good. It has to be a win-win situation. It has to be that everybody benefits and you feel good for giving them a goodie bag and they feel good for getting a goodie bag. You feel good checking in on them and hearing how much they loved it. And then they go on to write a raving review. Creating that above and beyond elevated client experience makes 
all the difference in the world. You could be a mediocre, and I don't say mediocre lightly, you could be an average nail tech or hairstylist and you do things simply and not over the top, but is the process in which you do them that makes the client experience over the top. You could do bobs all day. You could do pixie cuts all day. You could do short gel manicures all day or natural nails all day. These are not the things that people are raving about on Instagram, but these are the things that everyday people admire and appreciate. A good cut, a good clean set of nails, nice fresh skin. These are the things they appreciate and it makes that client experience so much better. I hope that this was informative for you. I hope that maybe you picked up some key things to take away to improve your client experience or maybe change up in your client experience. I know with spring, I'm about to change up some things um, because I do love my people at spring. We're going through color changes and everybody wants something fresh and new. So it is time to change up and do a little goodie bag. Um, but think about what you can do to elevate your experience. And if you don't have a lot of clients, do it anyway. Even just having some Hershey kisses on your table as they're checking out or just a little thank you note with some samples of things in Ziploc bags. It makes all the difference. Give them their nail files. It, it combs. Combs are not expensive. If they need a new comb and you've used it on them and you're just like, what do I need this comb for? Give it to them. They can use it to comb their conditioner through in the shower. I don't know. You know, just little things. If, if it's something you're going to toss and they might want to use it, give it to them. I could go on and on about this all day, but I'm going to stop. Um, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Solo Salon Owner. You can also find me in my Facebook group, Solo Salon Owners. And if you do find me there, please, please, please answer all the questions. You do need to be licensed, um, preferably to be in the group because we do want to share industry secrets there. And you can also email me now at solosalonowner at gmail and find me at solosalonowner.com. This podcast is available on Spotify, Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. I am still working on the iTunes challenge, you guys, which means we are not on iTunes yet, but fingers crossed we're getting there. So I hope you guys have a great week. I hope the pollen does not ruin how puffy your eyes are or how nasally your voice sounds. Um, but stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, and I will talk to you guys soon.
Thank you for spending time with me today at the Solo Salon Owner Podcast. This content is for continuing education purposes, and I do recommend any financial decisions or legal decisions should be consulted with the proper professionals. If you'd like to leave me a voicemail, you can at the link below, or you can contact me and get a free consultation at solosalonowner.com or follow me on Instagram at solosalonowner. Please rate and leave a five-star review on Spotify or Google Podcasts. I look forward to talking with you soon.